0: Good, 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 good morning. Good Tuesday morning. Back in the car up, back in the car, back in the car, backing back it up. Driving out of the parking lot, heading back down to the office. It is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. 20 heading down to get my weekly COVID test and uh, it's a bit different day to day because it is my birthday that's right turning 50 today 50 years old holy mackinac 50 55 old half a century $50 that's a lot of money you know somebody gives you 40 bucks yeah, that's, that's a good chunk of change, but if somebody gives you 50 bucks? Wow, that feels big. You turn 20? Feels big. Somebody gives you 20 bucks? yeah, it's nice. You like it. Somebody gives you 50. 50 bucks, that's big. So, you make it to 50. That's big. That's big. Do I feel as good as if somebody gave me 50 bucks, though? Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I feel fortunate, I feel lucky to have made it through every single day of these 50 years with very little challenge, with very little sadness, with very little anger. It's been an easy fifty years, folks. I mean, in the in the scope of things, it's been an easy fifty years. And I hope to do another easy fifty years. Don't know if I'll actually get fifty. Be nice. Be nice. Especially if the like the last, you know, ten of those fifty were like still good. You know, I don't wanna I don't wanna pull another fifty years where like the nineties are you know, doing nothing, where I'm totally, like, wrecked, <laughs> if I could do, if I could do the, the, the 80s, like, my dad's doing the 80s, if I could do the 90s, like, like my 50s, I'm gonna do, this is what I'm, this is what I'm, I'm hoping for, I want to do my 90s like my 50s. I want to do my 50s like my 90s. That'd be a bad idea. <laughs> and I want to try to do my 50s like my 30s. Could I do that? Could I do that? Don't think so. <laughs> but maybe I could. maybe I could make some changes to my life to ensure that I do my 90s like my 50s. Who knows? Anyway, so that's... The birthday update, it's, uh, it's the birthday podcast, I guess, that's what it's gonna be uh, Who am I kidding? This episode is gonna be about me, it's gonna be about my birthday That's kind of what the idea of this podcast is anyway, because it's, it's a podcast all about me I mean, how weird is that? How weird is that, that I have basically started doing a podcast all about me Started doing it like, what? Over 10 years ago now. Probably. 11 years ago. 12 years ago. And. (laughs) It's a podcast all about me. Like. Who cares? Who cares? But you know. I know that people do. People do. I care about the podcasts I listen to. About my friends. About Scarborough dude, Jason. Jason. No, didn't repeat myself. Two Jasons. Couldn't tell ones with an O, ones with an E. Stephanie, MFD, John, Mark, Anth, Dave, Isabel, Jonathan. Uh, who else? Oh, so many people. Uh, just everyone. I like. I I care about hearing what they have to say. And uh, I, I I love hearing about their lives, and and I think that uh, Rob sent me a message on on Facebook this morning, wishing me happy birthday, and he he was saying, you know, uh, no matter what what I might think or or whatever, uh, it was it was well worth the wait for uh, me to put that last episode out, because he appreciated hearing from me, and and that that felt good. It really felt good to hear that, um, and I understand it like there are you know especially during the, the, these times with us being in pandemic where we don't see each other as often as as we wish um and we and I've been horrible in that I, I haven't been talking to my friends as much as I as I used to not that I really talk to my friends a lot I'm, I'm awful with that awful with that I have a I have a best friend from the age of 14. 13, 14, maybe, yeah, 14 or 15, we've been best friends since then, Um, and uh, I haven't talked to him in forever, there's been a few texts back and forth, but it's been, it's been forever since we've actually gotten on the phone and talked to each other, and uh, it's happening, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you or i i don't know if it's you it's me i pull away i just things become comfortable or just so regular you get so used to it and you don't you just don't do it anymore right like you it becomes habit that you don't talk to your friends that you don't talk to your family I'm awful i don't know if it's just that i become insular That I just, uh, I don't know why I do it. I I just, I cut myself off from the rest of the world. I've always done it. I went away to university. I would never call my parents. I never never talked to my friends that I had from before then. Uh, I lost a ton of friends. A ton of friends. When I went away to university because I just, I didn't keep in touch with them. And these days I see... I see these friends that I had made when I was... You know, let's... For example, high school. These friends that I made that I was so tight with in high school that... um, I see... I'm still in touch with them kind of through Facebook. And I see them still together doing things together on Facebook every once in a while. Now, albeit a lot of them still live in the same city or or whatever, but, uh, you know, there's even the times when, like, they get together. They get together on a regular occasion, a regular basis. They do things together. Um, and same with my friends from university. I've kept a couple of them. You know, I, I had three or four friends in university that were some of my tightest friends in my life um, and I spent a lot of time with them even after university I lived with one of them I I uh, uh, regularly lived at the other one's house uh, we worked together it was it was pretty intense but then somewhere in there I don't know it's marriage it's it's kids it's all that You yeah we pulled we pulled apart right into that the pandemic and, and I haven't I haven't seen anybody in forever. And I've been horrible with staying in touch. I made new friends. Made new podcast friends over the years. That's been great. But I kind of pulled away from you guys too, haven't I? Now I got my new Twitch friends and uh, who knows? I mean that'll probably happen the same with them. You know, uh, unless I change. Unless I change, I need to I don't know, is it possible is it possible in your fifties to change? What is it that is driving me away from people, um, from the people that I love so much, that that mean so much to me, that I still consider to be extremely good friends? And you know, this is the great sign. I, this is this is the the silver lining in all this. The the great thing in all this is exactly what uh, what the sentiment that Rob shared was that. No matter how long we are away, it's always good to hear from a good friend, and and that's that's the true sign of a good friend, right? That no matter what the shit is that you have done, whether it's you know uh, <laughs> stolen a girlfriend, or I wouldn't say stolen a girlfriend, but but you know. Uh, dated an ex-girlfriend, for example. I may have a person or two in my past that have done that with some of my ex-girlfriends and have even gone on to marry them. And I'm very, very happy for for all parties <laughs> uh, included because those people were all awesome people and they deserved to be together. Um, and... The great thing about these quality friends is they don't they don't give a crap. They don't give a crap if, if you've I mean, they give a crap that if you if you haven't been around, but they're they're forgiving. They understand you and they get it when you come back and you say, hey, I haven't been around in a while. How you doing? And they're still your tight friend when you do see them. but I don't want to be the guy who takes them for granted right like we're getting to those ages I'm 50 you know my wife had a heart attack when she was 50 I <laughs> I had a I had another one of those episodes yesterday where my vision starts to go and I get a headache and I fall asleep I think it's a migraine I hope it's a migraine I hope it's nothing else but you know it goes away after half an hour but it's really freaking worrying I'm 50 man Things could things could end. We're reaching that age where I lost a a, a very good friend last year. I'm gonna just check that I'm recording. We're at a, we're at a red light. Here we are. Happy days. Quarter quarter to twelve. Actually, it's eleven minutes and forty five seconds. That's what that means. It's only nine thirty. But I lost, you know, I lost a really really good friend last uh, October. And. You know, luckily it was a a good friend that I I work with. Um, So I have been in in close contact with him, or I had been in close contact contact with him for a year, two years. But previous to that, there was a couple years there where I didn't even talk to him. I had some sort of perceived uh, issue between us. There was, I don't know, like... I don't know if it was made up by me, made up by others, I don't know what it was. So when it came time for us to, to kind of work together again, I was questioning whether or not I should, did I want to work for this person, did, did, did he really say those things, did he really think those things, was this something I made up in my head, was this something the others made up? We finally got together, we hashed it out, and you know, some of it was true, some of it wasn't true. Uh, he apologized for some of his things, and I apologized for my, some of my things, and we we told each other we loved each other, and we went on. We moved on, and we worked. And that's what true friendship is, right? We can <laughs> we can transgress our 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 is it word is no is that the word transgress our our relationship or friendship? We can we can look we can wrong each other, and we can we can we can solve it. But I don't want to lose any of these friends before I actually get a chance to tell them I love them, right? And every day you don't, it's a risk. It's a risk. So, friends, if you're listening, I love you. I love you all. I love you all very, very much. Yes, you've reached the reflective podcast. 50 and reflective episode of the Slug is Dug podcast. In great news. I think I spoke... Uh, at length, probably to uh, the detriment of some of my own uh, listeners' enjoyment, uh, last week regarding the racing wheel. And I think as of last week, it was supposed to be here today. And then shortly after that recording, the Amazon shipping date for it was switched to Wednesday. And I was very disappointed. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get it in time for my birthday. Well, the one benefit of actually having a little uh, episode yesterday afternoon, after making fantastic and delicious bolognese, which I will talk about in a moment, uh, once that uh, headache kind of started to... I felt it coming in. I was doing a puzzle with with Clara, and um, uh, I I started to lose vision in one corner of my eye. And I know that as being a symbol of, dude, you got to go lie down. Uh, you got to just... Close your eyes in a dark, quiet room and just just ride ride through this. Uh, it's nothing to worry about. You just close your eyes and you and you know have a little nap. And in about half an hour, that part's gone. But then the then the there's sort of a, a knock-on effect that it is it's just I need to sleep because it just drains me, it just knocks me out. So I slept till I don't know, like six thirty, quarter to seven, and I woke up and. Um, the bolognese had been, um, you know, simmering on the stove, getting better and better. And I, I only got up because I was worried that my family, uh, they weren't, you know, they weren't eating. They were waiting for me to wake up and they weren't eating. Thank goodness they had the... Um, thank goodness they they realized, you know, they, they, can, they can boil up pasta and scoop out bolognese sauce on their own. They don't need to wait for me. And uh, I came down and grabbed some pasta and ate with them. And then, as I came down the stairs, lo and behold, there on the floor, was the wheel. There was the box for the wheel. It had been delivered early, one day early. It was very exciting, very exciting. So uh, even though I still had a little bit of grogginess, a little bit of fogginess, uh, feeling a little off center, uh, even during dinner, I I think that was more the knock-on effect of just the, the nap. You know, you get that bleary-eyed nap feeling. Uh, Wolfed back my dinner, opened up the box, brought it downstairs, and set it up to the PlayStation and um, gave it a try. Uh, And, boy, it is different from what I remember. It's a lot harder to, uh, well, look, it's going to take some getting used to. I mean, I drive a car almost... I drive a car every week. (laughs) I used to drive a car every day. Uh, But it, you know, I've been playing these games for the past couple weeks without it. And I'm used to doing it that way, with a controller. So now I have to get used to playing it with a steering wheel. But it was fun. Uh, I messed with it for a little while, then um, just before... My daughter was going off to bed. She and uh, my wife came down and, uh, and said, hey, are we ever going to see you again? CJ's going off to bed. And uh, and I said, yeah, you'll see me again. You know, you guys want to try this out? And so they tried it out, uh, and it was great. Uh, what are we doing here? Are we turning, are we, what is going on? People turning left somewhere, not sure where, okay, let's scooch it, good, solid overtake there, so, uh, it was fun, um, first up was, uh, was Tase, she, um, she hopped on, and, uh, I mean, I gotta work on the setup of the, the wheel and the pedals, uh, where they are in reference to each other, I gotta i got to figure out, you know, where it would do. Am I gonna mount it to a desk? Am I gonna have a chair? Am I gonna put the pedals on the floor? What I would really like is a, you know, a, a specified, a special, bespoke sim rig for it with a, you know, I'm gonna get crazy. I'm gonna, I wanna get an old car seat and I wanna set the pedals like you're sitting in an actual car and have the wheel in front of you like you're in an actual car. I want that kind of geometry set up. Um, so, that might happen (laughs) but uh, it was great so uh, my wife uh, gave it a shot we put her on an oval we gave her uh, I don't know I can't even remember what kind of car we gave her in Gran Turismo and we we sent her around gave her an automatic transmission told her which one was go which one was stop and uh, she did pretty good she did pretty good the most exciting part was watching CJ jump on Um, she's 10 she's never driven a car before She's never even driven a car with a, with a joystick before in a game. So it was it was fun watching her uh, try to get the, the car around the track and that, and she did pretty good. Uh, the first few laps were interesting, as she got used to the fact that this is the way you turn the wheel in order you go that way. If you turn it more, it goes more. If you go less, it goes less. <laughs> the whole gas and, and brake thing was new to her, too. Um, but after a couple of tries, she started to get it. She was turning some pretty hot laps. It was very, very, very exciting, and it was great to see. So, immediately, that was a huge, huge payoff on that, because it was not only... Ow! smack me in the face! You smacked me in the face! Oh, there we are. We're back. Sorry, I was talking a bit while, uh, while recording, and you were muted, because you fell and you hit me in the face! Don't know what I said, but you hit me in the face. How rude are you? Turned on the mic monitor. I muted you. I, I don't know. I, I, what was I saying? I was saying that uh, the the my wife and my daughter tried out the wheel. They uh, they both went around a couple times. Did I tell you that? I think I did. Uh, it took Clara uh, some time to get ready, but it was it was great. It was great watching it. Uh, it was, you know, it was like the, the the present paid itself off. It wasn't just for me at that point. It was for all of us, and it was very very satisfying to watch uh, my family, uh, my the two women I love the most in my life, um, it, taking taking part in something that I enjoy to do. You know, um, racing games are one of my loves of my life. And for them all to meet together, <laughs> it's a good thing. I, know I really enjoy racing games. I, I used to really enjoy racing. I used to watch NASCAR a lot. First, I watched NASCAR as kind of a, you know, before Hipsters, it was like, they did everything ironically. I kind of started watching NASCAR as an ironic joke, but then I really got into it. I started to understand, like, how challenging it is for the drivers, the the go it wasn't just go faster and left it was there was all sorts of strategy and car setups and um, and physical demand that that ain't easy because these cars are almost exactly the same and the mic like millimeter adjustments micro adjustments to make sure that you are a little bit faster each lap that you are within you know inches of each other going at high speeds into turns, you know, uh, it's incredible, incredible racing, I loved it, um, and, you know, Formula One, I used to watch that all the time, and, and, and Indy, all these things, going to the Molson Indy with my brothers was a huge, uh, I looked for it, I look forward to it every year when we did it, we haven't done it forever, it's been a long time, probably since the kids have been around, especially since my one brother moved to Chicago, I think, you know, I think it's been since I got married I haven't gone to the Indy With my brothers We should really change that uh, The three of us Need to get together And go to a race uh, I think You know My brother was supposed To go to uh, I think he was supposed To go to Montreal The Montreal Grand Prix With his son Last year uh, And I don't think They got to go Because I think It got cancelled Because of COVID Um, I think that's That's a memory I have. That may be false. I'll have to ask him again. I'm going to call him, find out. But I was, as I was saying, when the the phone hit me in the face uh, and I was talking to you, I started, moved on to a different subject. I was saying that my wife and I have been watching the, uh, um, what is it, Uh, Race, Race to Survive, Drive to to Survive, the uh, Formula One series on Netflix. I kind of avoided it over the last three years or whatever it is that it's been on Netflix, because I had lost interest in F1. Um, you know, uh, they're at a certain point. It just, just like the rest of racing, it kind of um, I don't know. I pulled away from it. I didn't listen to it. I was things. I had more important things to to do. I was paying attention to my family, and now I'm kind of. I guess I'm. Kind of getting to that age, and, and more importantly, my daughter's getting to that age that I can start to do things for myself again. My wife too; she's started doing things that she loves. She started sewing, and so we're 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 all sort of discovering our own passions again. And uh, thankfully, my wonderful wife has agreed to watch this F1 television show with me, I think I wanted to watch it because I had started to get into sim racing again. That's what we call it, sim racing, as opposed to playing video games that are racing video games, because they're simulators. So because I started getting into sim racing and watching the (laughs) multitude of people on Twitch, driving racing cars and stuff like that, around tracks, uh, simulated, um I decided, hey, can we give can we give this uh Formula 1 drive to survive series a chance? And you know, we've watched re, re-, re- we toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. We uh rewatched um or I guess watched for the first time uh 30 Rock over the last few weeks. All was it? 7 seasons of it with like 22 episodes in I think every season except for the last Uh, as well as watching uh, the new season of Handmaid's Tale and a new series on HBO called The Nevers, which I recommend very good, it's a a Josh sorry, Joss Whedon series Uh, exciting kind of yeah, it's sci-fi, superhero-y kind of stuff. Um, it's not really superhero-y, but it's, it's, you know, it's mutant people. People that end up having uh, special powers. So, you know, it's, its I guess it's kind of, su- it feels superhero-y in a way because everybody's got special powers, but they're not superheroes, right? They're just, it's a, an extraordinary sci-fi situation. Has happened with these people, and I'm not going to try to explain it because I'm not quite sure I understand it quite totally yet, although it's starting to make more sense. So we've been watching a bunch of things, uh, but recently over the past few nights, we've just been stuck into watching the Formula One series, um, Drive to Survive. And boy, good editing in that. Uh, they really are able to take... You know, this is these are races between yeah. one of the main complaints that I've had over over Formula One over the past I don't know dozen years has been it's been freaking boring. Like it's always the same two, three people at the top of the grid. You know, uh, especially in the years of. Uh, Red Bull being uh, like the champions all the time, and then it was always Mercedes for the last what six, seven years or something like that. I can't remember. It's been it's been downright boring. Um, so they have taken this series, and if you haven't seen it, it's, it follows the F one championship. Uh, it starts in I think twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, but it focuses on the the midfield mostly the midfield competitors um so it's not that it's not mercedes it's not ferrari it's a little bit of red bull uh but like mercedes and ferrari oh you've fallen again at least he landed on my shoulder this time um mercedes and and ferrari are there but they're you know they're just taking place in the background uh i've pressed something on the screen i don't know if it's uh done anything <laughs> could be playing a sound effect in the background, maybe there was applause, maybe there was uh, an air horn, who knows, we'll check as soon as I can park the car again, um, but I uh, I, uh, uh, have been watching that, anyway, they, what was I saying, sorry, I'm watching too many people turning the wrong way when they shouldn't be, uh, they take midfielders, the Haas, Newman Haas, by, we used to be Newman Haas, they're no longer Newman Haas, uh, the Haas racing team that was a relatively new entrant into the Formula One, uh, competition, um, and they follow them as well as some of the other teams that are the midfield competitors. There's, uh, Williams, there's, uh, McLaren, there's, uh, Force India, there's a whole bunch of them, a bunch, bunch of stuff that I was totally unaware of, um, Why does it want me to load a sound? I don't want to load a sound. Just close. Oh, my goodness, backpack. Are you still working? I hope you are. Uh, It's been interesting. But look, I've just arrived. I'm going to go get my nose swabbed. swabbed. I'll uh, pause this. We'll come back, and I'll talk about uh, the drive to survive when I get back. So uh, it looks like it's a bit more about racing. Sorry, folks. All right. Ciao. Recording again I'm back I'm back minutes later minutes, like minutes, literally uh, probably seven minutes oh, gotta take one pair of glasses off before you put the other pair of glasses on gotta get these sunglasses put on, cause it is a beautiful sunny day so, I'm gonna put you back up there again please don't hit me in the face again it'd be very rude of you as I was saying. I don't know, is it better for me to put you down here? If I put you down here. Let's see if putting you down here works. Speak of the Devil, my best friend just texted me. Happy half century, dude. You seem to recall us having some pretty good times. Hope to see you soon. Damn straight, buddy. Damn straight. Uh are we still recording? Okay, sorry. Gonna have to edit all that out. No, you won't. Okay, here we go. Back home. Woo! So as I was saying, I was talking about Formula One, Drive to Survive, the midfielders, the editing in this story, in this series, is so good. They're able to really uh, make a... Make it intriguing and engaging and engrossing story about the battles and the 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 this this story, the the drive to, to survive, really, of uh, midfield um, competitors. You know, these are not these are not the top top. You know, these are not the people with all the money. I mean, <laughs> they cry poor, but I mean these. These are still very, very rich teams participating in a sport that is just ridiculous with the amount of money that it spends, the amount of money that it makes, the lavishness of it. That probably, you know, it's probably, if I really thought about it, it's just totally ridiculous, right? The amount of money that that, the amount of good that all that money could be put to rather than, you know, putting 20 people around a track really, really fast in very expensive vehicles that, you know, uh, probably only last one season, if you're lucky. Uh, a couple races, most most likely. <laughs> a lot of... But, you know, look, it pays off research and development in ways that it applies to other things in, in engineering. It gives a lot of people a job. You look at uh, Team Mercedes, Patronus, Petringas, Pradongus, uh... Several thousand people employed by that just on the race team alone, and all the trickle down effects of that, you know. Uh, all the suppliers that they deal with so much. I we had this discussion, uh, my wife and I, where she was like, But all the money they spend is it's ridiculous. This is a very you know rich uh, thing, and I agree, yeah, it's it is uh, it is ridiculous the amount of money spent to it, but let's face it. It is entertainment. Motorsport is entertainment. Much like movies and television are entertainment. And those, too, require huge amounts of money. And, you know, uh, one movie that takes... uh, You know, one superhero movie that takes... uh, You know, uh, a year, six months to a year to produce... Of dollars, you know, sometimes even hundreds of millions of dollars, and 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 you know, they don't necessarily make money back. Yet, we we need it, we need entertainment in our lives, we need these things. So, I guess that's why Formula One is still around. It entertains a lot of people, it has an allure to it, it has history, it has uh, it's fun, it's fun to watch people just seeing around a track really really fast in a car the engineering behind it is fantastic the the stories the the if you like the glitz and the glamour you know you got things like monaco where people like serena williams are giving the checkered flag to wave wave at the at the at the end of the race apparently she didn't do a very good job at doing that <laughs> um, uh, i saw will smith at the beginning of the uh, i don't know which one it was, it was like the abu dhabi one Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. Uh, in one of the years, like it is a ridiculous sport. I agree. It is. It is. Uh, you know. It is stupid that that much money is spent on it. But so is a lot of money spent on entertainment, and it employs a lot of people. I can't really complain about the entertainment industry spending a lot of money because a lot of that money gets spent on me and my family. And if any, if anything, if anything. The pandemic has proven to us that entertainment is important. Entertainment is important. What else is there to do? But watch everything on Netflix right now. (laughs) Everything on Crave TV, everything on HBO, everything on Prime. Watch it! Because there's nothing else to do and there'd be nothing to watch if there wasn't an entertainment industry. Now, I'm not looking... I'm not looking to go into a, a, a movie anytime soon. I mean, Christ, I haven't been in a... Movie theater in over over a year and a half, probably two years. I don't go to movies anymore. It's too expensive. <laughs> I'm look okay. I'm gonna put it to you this way. <laughs> not very good with money, but I'm also a cheapskate. I don't like spending money. It hurts me to spend money. I I just feel. I guess what it is is that I know that I am not good with money. I know that I don't have a lot of money, and so when it comes time to spend money, I don't want to do it. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. So when it comes time to spending some money on myself for my birthday, I would rather not. But I wanted this thing. I wanted this thing for myself. So I got myself that. But my wife is saying, you know, what do you want for dinner tonight? Let's have you. Let's let's get you a special dinner. It's like part of me just thinks I'm just going to cook a steak that's in the fridge. It's fine. The other, I, I don't know, I'll send her out to get McDonald's or Harvey's or something like that. I, I don't need anything. I don't need anything special. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I, look, sushi would be nice. The last time we went for sushi from our soup, favorite sushi place, ah, it was a lot of money. It was eighty dollars in sushi, and I was still hungry afterwards. It was good sushi, but I was still hungry. But Drive to Survive has been a very interesting show. It has been... It's been a a good uh, return to the the Formula One... The excitement of Formula One of competition. Of auto racing competition. Um, Over the years, listening to Scarborough Dude go out to... Uh, Mossport, mo- uh, the Canadian Park Motorsports, uh, out in, um, uh, what is it? Or- Orangeville? No, not Northville. in Orangeville. Sh- in Shasha, Sh- Ontario. You know Shasha. Wherever it is. I to say Shelbyville, not Shelbyville. Anyway, nearby Toronto. <laughs> East End. Um, hearing the Joy that he has, the love that he has, and that visceral sound of those cars as they tear by across the track. I get it. Not everybody enjoys motorsport. I I do. I've always loved it. I've always found a, a great affinity to it. I've uh, affinity. Yes. I love. I've loved it. it. It's been fun. I've enjoyed watching it. I remember as a kid watching NASCAR, watching AJ Foyt. Uh, watching uh, the Indy 500, you know, the Indy race cars. Uh, oh. Watching Rusty Wallace just just tear ass around the, the the short track at Bristol. Oh, it was so much fun, and watching him just eat up the track at um, Watkins Watkins Glen. You know, like. The, the old joke is NASCARs is go faster and left, except for every once in a while when you need to turn right when you're on a road course. And Rusty was amazing. He was amazing at the road courses. He was so good. And I remember watching one race where he was low on gas and he'd get to the back side of the track at Watkins Glen and he would I think he was he was turning the car off to to just go downhill to save gas he was running out of fuel he was was saving fuel he would race hard through uh i don't know like the first seven turns you get to turn eight i think it was i'm totally making it up but i seem to remember it being back there you know turn the vehicle off and he would go down a big hill and just save that little bit of gas every lap and that meant he didn't have to come in for a pit and it would mean that he could move forward in the standings it was exciting. Like, I can't imagine being in the middle of a race. You know, you're supposed to be going fast all the time. But he and his crew chief and everybody, like, they had the experience. They knew he had the experience. He could do it. He had the confidence in his machine that he could do it. Like, those things don't always restart for sure. But I guess it's a little easier if you can bump start it with the, with the uh, you know, going downhill and, uh, you know, dump the clutch and get that engine going again when you're at the bottom of the hill and you got the speed up. I mean if he had to brake hard and stop at any point in there, I don't know. I guess they do have a start button in there of those cars, but whew, you know they're pretty hot at that point. He could have been in serious trouble. But that was exciting. That kind of stuff is exciting to me. It's those 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 little stories that happen and those those moments. You know, sure the racing and the passing is great and you know to some extent the wrecks. And then there was that moment in time, where you know, I got into I got into you know video racing games where it felt like you're actually driving a car, and I thought maybe I would want to do that too myself. I wanted to get a go kart. Uh, I always wanted a go kart as a kid. Loved go karts as a kid when I would go and rent them. But I wanted an actual competitive shifter cart. Thought about getting one of those when I was in my late twenties, early thirties. Didn't have any anybody to answer to. But again, didn't like spending money, didn't have a lot of money, so I just didn't feel right to do so. Um, But then started getting the cars that I liked, you know. I I got that 1973 GMC Sprint because it was such a cool car, you know. It was, was, uh, you know, interesting looking. Uh, It had a big engine in it. It was totally impractical. It was such a waste of money to buy. But... On the other hand, it was worth it. Because it was such fun. It was so much fun. And a fond memory, you know. Uh, I probably could have... Dealt with it better in the end. I didn't deal with it very well when I got rid of it. Long story. Um... Then there was the Mini. The Mini, I love that car. That car was so good. Mini was, was, uh, oh, boy. I love that car. And, and, uh, it's, it just, it got beat up towards the end of its life. It hit that thing on the, hit that thing on the 401 at over hundred kilometers an hour. And it was never the same. Never the same. Unfortunate. 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 Then I realized, you know, after that, I didn't need the fast car on the road because, you don't, you can't drive that fast here in Toronto. That's for dang sure. You're lucky if you average 30 kilometers an hour in any trip you make in Toronto, whether you're on the highway or not. Because if you're going from point A to point B, you're only going to be on the highway for a little bit. Most of the time, you're going to be on the surface roads, and you're going to be stopped at a lot of lights behind a lot of traffic, and you're going to average 30 kilometers an hour. Doesn't matter where you're going, what you're doing. 30 kilometers an hour. That is your average. Work it out. Figure out how far you need to go. Got to go 30 kilometers? going to take you an hour. What else to say? What else to say? Where was I? I don't know. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be special about today. What do I... What do I do that is special today? I gotta work. I'm probably gonna stream. I want us to do a little uh, little Twitch stream. I guess since the last episode, I um, I did a, a Twitch stream with CJ, um, Claire, and I sat down and we played a, a game that we've been playing together called It Takes Two. Uh, it's a cooperative game uh, about a married couple that are about to get a divorce, and their daughter is. Um, upset, uh, and starts to cry on some, um, dolls that she has made in the, in the, the form of her parents, uh, and her parents swap bodies with these dolls, and they get stuck into this fantastic world where they, uh, they need to work together, work on the relationship to get out of this fantastic world and get back to real life, uh, all in hopes of eventually saving their relationship. Saving themselves, getting back to their daughter. And, um, is this, what's going on here? It's, uh, it's really quite something. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. You work together as a, as a, a, a team, uh, the two of you. Um, I mean, it's a little, maybe a little mature for CJ to be playing, but look, she's 10, she gets it, you know, like these are, this is a game, I think, the way she looks at it. Um, uh, it's fun. It's fun. The two of us are doing it. Uh, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun doing that with her, uh, getting her to play some games with me on stream. I think they've actually been some of the uh, better-watched streams over the last uh, few weeks, uh, especially on the weekend. It was nice. I had uh, some friends of mine, uh, some uh, Twitch friends of mine, uh, Enofon and Aurelie, um, they were in somebody else's stream, and Evil Notion, another streamer from Michigan, uh, they were in someone else's stream, watching that, uh, watching them play. Uh, I think it was Minecraft or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, and uh, they they finished their stream, and they said you can do this thing where you raid another streamer. You basically send your viewers to somebody else and your viewers can stay and watch them if they wish. It's a good way of introducing people to other other streams, keeping them really. I mean the for Twitch, Amazon, they're very they really want the the viewers to stick around so that they could possibly see more advertisements and keep their engagement up on the on the website so that more so they make more money. So uh I got, uh, rated by, uh, this streamer that they were watching. Um, he got to the end of his, um, stream and said, uh, I don't see anybody that I usually follow on. Uh, anybody have any recommendations? And, you know, my, uh, good friend of mine now on Twitch. Uh, a nice guy. Very nice guy. Uh, he's, he's such a funny fella. Um, he immediately said, uh... Lou on. uh, he's a good guy, always fun to watch. And, uh, quickly after that, it was seconded by Lee, an Australian lady who, uh, is uh, very popular on Twitch and very, such a nice, nice person. Uh, she said, yep, I second that, he's a good guy, he's awesome, and, uh, then Evil Notion, uh, another, um. Minecraft uh, variety streamer from uh, Michigan. They also have extremely nice guy. Um, He jumped in and said, "Yep, he's awesome. He's a member of the Eno and Endless community. Two more, you know, Eno and Endless is another streamer. Um, Highly recommended. So, uh, that was enough for for this uh, Dave to, to say, okay, If you guys vouch for him, I'm I'm sending everybody over. So he sent over like uh, 30 viewers. That's fantastic. I got four new followers. Put me up at uh, 50 followers, which is a a threshold you need to make. Uh, If you meet that threshold, uh, it opens up other doors for you in the the Twitch world. Uh, That, along with some other things, uh, allows you to become an affiliate where you can, you can get subscribers, you can get donations given to you on stream, uh, it's kind of a big a big milestone, and i had been struggling over the past few weeks to get up over, or up to the 50 follower mark, mainly because I haven't been streaming, uh, and definitely not been, I have not been streaming on any sort of regular schedule, so that seems to be a very big key just like I mentioned last week in, um, uh, in podcasting, you know, you need to you need to have a schedule a regular schedule so that people can count on you to be there if if, um, if you're not going to be there all the time they definitely don't want to subscribe to you because they don't want to spend the money and have you just disappear so that's one thing I have to, to work out is if I actually do get to affiliate status uh, and I start having people subscribe to me I'm going to have to be Regular, I'm going to have to make sure that that I'm committed to it. That I am there to continue doing it. So we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, you know, I don't know what happens once um, <laughs> once I return to uh, an office to work. That's when that computer goes bye bye. It goes back to the office. Uh, you know. My feeling on this is that I do not want to return back to the office to work ever. So. But. It may happen. It may happen. So I might need to get another computer. One for home. Where I can do my uh, do my video gaming. So I've got to start saving up for that. You also I have to start... Uh, slowly convincing my wife that that's something that needs to be done <laughs> I don't like spending money but sometimes you gotta spend money I feel a little better she's been spending a lot of money on sewing so uh, it's it's bad it's been giving me a little bit more uh, freedom feeling of freedom freedom of well if she's gonna spend some money on sewing i got gonna spend some money on video gaming so I bought a few more games and, yeah subscribe to a few more twitch uh streamers just to to share some of the love and give out some some money to some people that I care about where I would before I was like I don't know it's not in the budget gotta stick to a budget I don't have one but I better stick to one (sighs) it's funny it is funny I hate money I hate money I really do I wish I had a lot of it so I didn't have to worry about it (laughs) don't we all what a privileged thing to say. Uh, I'm at uh, Sandown Road in Kingston Road in uh, the beautiful Scarborough at the cliffs, Cliff Cliffside Plaza. There's a no frills here. There's a pizza pizza. There's a Scotia Bank. There's h and R Block. There's a I think there used to be a make your own wine shop here at one point. I'd, I bet you they're probably closed in this neighborhood. There's also I think this is where that fish and chips place is. Maybe that's further west. There was uh, a really good fish and chips place that I haven't been to in ages. Um, Mainly because you gotta, you know, you gotta pick it up and and you gotta eat it pretty quick. Uh, And it's a little bit of a jaunt. It's called Duckworth's. Uh, It's a little bit of a uh, a, a ride from there to the house to eat it. Um, So you can get a little soggy, a little moist. We had a fish and chips place open closer to the house called Halibut House. We used to go there and eat there every once in a while. But, you know, it's a bit more chain-like. I think there's uh, multiple uh, Halibut Houses. I think there's multiple... Duckworths as well, but, um, they seem to be a bit more independent. I think there's only three or four Duckworths, whereas there's, uh, you know, ten, ten or tens, uh, halibut houses. It's not quite as good. It, it's, you know, and it's definitely no pub fish and chips. Um, my daughter said to me the last time I made fish and chips at home using the, uh President's Choice Halibut and Hobbs. Excuse me. Halibut and Hobbs. Uh, she said, I like that better than anything fish and chips we buy in a store. <laughs> Made me happy. Made me happy to hear that. Uh, I could spend a lot less money because my goodness, fish and chips is expensive. Holy mackerel. I thought that uh, sushi was expensive at $80 for the omakase uh, sushi that we had for the two of us and um, some rolls and Avocado rolls and, uh, soup and, uh... I got that tofu and, uh, Some other stuff that we got last time. Like, fish and chips. I think the last time I got fish and chips at the halibut house... Uh... I got... What was it? Two fish, one chips, I think I got. Or maybe it was two fish, two chips. I can't remember. But it seemed... I think it was like 30 bucks. It was ridiculous. That's a lot of money for fish and chips. Might have been three fish. Might have been three fish, two chips. I think next time I'll just get three fish, one chips. Because my goodness, they give you a lot of french fries that do not get eaten. Well oh, not motorcycle, the motorcy- motorcyclist, was not happy with somebody who called him an effing idiot. I hope it wasn't me. I think it was the I think it was the guy in the curb lane. Not sure why he was so upset with him, but he was off turning to Bluffers Park, I believe. Is it Bluffers Park he was turning to? Do? I think so, yes. So I'm gonna spend the rest of the day. I'm gonna go home, uh, get myself another coffee. It's 10, 20 after 10. I'm gonna give myself coffee, maybe a bagel and some cream cheese. chow down on that, chow out on that. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I should go to work. I should do some work today. Hopefully it's a light load. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll try to do what, uh, is required of me today as quickly as possible. Um, I don't want to spend the whole day working. It's going to be especially difficult sitting there working while I'm looking at the brand new racing wheel, thinking about how I I really want to sign up for iRacing and start learning, start my uh, iRacing career. It looks very exciting. Uh, So... Hopefully I'll do that, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking about that in future episodes. But maybe, uh, you know, I think what I'm going to do today is I'm going to, at lunchtime, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. haven't done that in a while. I'm going to start to treat myself, you know, take care of myself again got to go to the dentist tomorrow. Hopefully it's not a root canal. Might be. I don't know if they'll do it tomorrow. I imagine they're just going to look at it and say, okay, this is what needs to be done. Come back in and we'll, we'll deal with it. Uh, they'll probably give me a cleaning first. I haven't had a cleaning in a while. It's been over a year. Uh, pandemic and all. And then previous to that, it was, uh, boy, I think I was supposed to back and get a filling done, uh, the day of, the day after Taste's heart attack. And that was some time ago that was like over two years ago and I never went back uh, I, was getting, I was getting a filling replaced I think uh, might be the one that fell out don't know uh, so that's on tomorrow I <laughs> was I it. but you know uh, the filling fell out and, and the, the, the nervy pulp underneath the old filling is, uh, is there and as I chew, if I could chew on the left side of my mouth, a bunch of food goes down in that hole, and yow! Those nerve endings just start to yell and scream. So... I don't look forward to tomorrow's visit at all. Uh, I have to remember my... I have to remember my pain medication practice... Pain mitigation? Mediation. Pain... Mitigation. Practices of accepting the pain accept it um, it was something that I I really worked on when I you know when I returned to the dentist after being not a dentist going person for over X number of years I won't say any because it's uh, it's very embarrassing very embarrassing how long I did not go to the dentist before I returned and the longer I spent away from it the more the more difficult it was for me to get back Um, and I was surprisingly able to center myself, focus on a position in the room, focus on my breathing, and not focus on the pain, but just accept that pain was going to happen and that it was okay it was not bad pain I was bad and that it hurt but it was not it was not a pain that was going to do me any great harm it was just pain um, and I was able to kind of ride through it and remain relaxed and therefore I wasn't fighting it so I wasn't braced against it, so that when it did happen, I was ready for it. I was accepting of it, and it somehow worked. Um, so who knows? i will have to put it to, put it into practice again tomorrow. See how that works out. Hopefully, though, if they do need to get in there and start drilling away at the pulp and give me a uh, give me a root canal, hopefully they got good drugs and they get the right area. <laughs> thank goodness it's a my death is very close to the house uh, so it's not going to be too far of a drive back or a walk or whatever I haven't even figured out what I'm going to do I might just walk down um, to uh, to get back and forth to the house uh, speaking of which I'm very close very close turning down the home stretch to the house so I think I'll sign off and I'll say right now to everybody who's listening and who has wished me a happy birthday, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you. I love you all very much. I thank you for putting up with me for basically talking about me all the time. Because this is a podcast about me and I don't understand why you want to listen to it. But now, maybe I do. Because I want to hear you. And I enjoy listening to you too. So, hey, listen to us. But I'd also like to remind you that this was one year ago today that George Floyd was murdered. And we got work to do, folks. We got a lot of work to do. As much as I'd like this day to be about me and about me turning 50, me aging one one year further, George Floyd didn't get that opportunity. Many many people of color don't get that opportunity at the hands white folk at the hands of a system that for one reason or another doesn't give them that opportunity to age, to to age one more year, whether it be through acts of violence and murder like happened with George Floyd or through the systemic racism that we have in our system, which does not allow them to succeed and, uh, and do well in this society because they are not white. things they do not go unnoticed to me and thank you for your birthday wishes let's make this a better place okay do what you can take care